Welcome back to the Pop Culture Corner, everybody. My name's Ty. I'm the host of the show. And today, uh, we have a fun guest, uh, a cosplayer, Regal Rain cosplay, who we were going to have on the convention, but, oh my god, <laughs> almost lost the microphone there. Um, she's going to join at the convention, uh, but she got a little busy with uh, judging the contest and all that stuff. So today, she's going to be here. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Before we get into that, make sure to like, share, subscribe, and if you can, become a member, help support the show, uh, send a super chat. All of it goes back into the production and back into making the show as good as it can be for you. Uh, a little bit later, I do want to address uh, a few things, uh, not with Re uh, Regal, but with you guys as my audience. Um, Ryan Kennel uh, made some very, very, very outlandish statements, um, so I want to do a separate show a little bit later about that, the racism, the bigotry, um, because it can't be accepted. Uh, and if we uh, continue to allow those kind of actions to be, you know, uh, utilized by geeks and gamers, then we're part of the problem. You know, if we don't stand up against the problem, then we're part of it. Um, so I don't want to be that person, but, you know, I got to be. So uh, with that being said, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, you look very, very nice today. Thank you. <laughs> I think I think that's part of the job, right? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tell me a little bit about who you are, um, how you got started, you know, all that, all that good stuff. Let the audience know, you know, why you're here. Absolutely. So I am Regal Rain Cosplay. I usually go by Allie as well. So I am an actor. That's how I kind of got my love of performing, being in character and all of that. Really cosplay for me started with Renaissance fairs. I loved, like, I love period dramas. That's my, my favorite type of play, my favorite type of TV show. So I loved those costumes and the beautiful gowns and all of that. Oh God, yeah. And then I found out Renaissance fairs were a thing. And I was like, oh my God, I can dress up like these characters that I love so much. And it spiraled from there. I bought my first kind of gown off eBay and went to my first fair and then it started spiraling because right. I you found get out that yeah and I found out that like conventions were a thing and that you can dress up from like other mediums like comics and video games and there are there are other people who do this and I was like all right here we go and I got launched into that um the first like true cosplay I owned that was like based on a character was Marjorie from Game of Thrones. So oh. it was kind of a, yeah. She it was, was my favorite. She I, I love Natalie Dormer. Yeah. Uh, she's one of my favorite actresses in general. And that leads back to all the period dramas and all of that. And you know, you know, uh, so how excited are you for the, um, the prequel, like the Targaryen prequel? Because I, I am excited. Cosplay there. Yeah, yeah, I that's the hard thing. I'm I was so disappointed with the last season. So like I really want to be excited. You're one of those, I, I see. Yeah, I I will say I I loved elements of the last season and I do I want to watch House of the Dragon and I am crossing my fingers that it's going to be like what that first half of Game of Thrones was. And so I do really want to watch it and I'm looking forward to it. It's one of those, like, I don't want to get burned again, kind of. That was also a, um, that was also a very bad pun. 
And it was one of those things like they had elements of the last season that I liked and also some that I didn't. Yeah, no, I I I yeah. I understand. I was just joking. Um Oh no, it's okay. I totally get it. The writers definitely phoned it in on um on season season 8 and and yeah. I understand that the show didn't really go where people wanted it to go. That's mm-hmm. where I think the problem lies though, just because it didn't end the way Maybe you wanted it to. I'm not talking about you, re, re, uh, Ali. Oh, no, no, I get it, yeah. If a show doesn't necessarily end on the note that you wanted, you can't fault that show. I think the show exactly. did a job of trying. I mean, imagine the task that they had in front of them. Wrapping mm-hmm. up the biggest show of all time. You, there's no way you can please everybody. Um, exactly. They de- they, but they definitely phoned it in a little bit. You know, um, now they're talking about a Jon Snow sequel series. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but Kit Harrington had a lot of depression after Game of Thrones. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm kind of wondering why he wants to jump back into it on like a solo aspect. Because if he couldn't handle the ensemble Game of Thrones without getting yeah. depressed, the solo shows a lot of work. So... There's a lot of Game of Thrones stuff that I think, you know, for you, for a cosplayer, for for fans. Um, I mean, even at the yeah. convention that we were just at, you know, you see these people, mm-hmm. dre- you know, kids dressed up as these, you know, these characters, and it's just such a fun environment. And I got I got hooked. That was my first time I did a convention. That was mm-hmm. the most fun I've ever had in my life. Like at, doing the show. Yeah, I've yeah. talked to, I've talked to, you know. A-list actors, B, C-list actors. I've done a lot of cool stuff, done shows inside movie theaters from the lobby of a movie theater. You know, I've done all these things, but the convention was by far my favorite thing to do just because of the atmosphere. Absolutely. And that was my first con back since 2020. Right. The last con I went to before that was Katsukon in the February of 2020, just a few weeks before everything just went kaput. And it was so fun to be back and to have that energy and see different cosplayers. And one of my favorite things about that con was, so as we were saying earlier, Black Widow is like my specialty. She's so special to me and all of that. I love doing that cosplay. There was somebody who was there as a taskmaster. I, I, I have a bunch so of pictures. Excited. I have yes. a bunch of pictures of him. Yep. I was I'm so excited to see that. And it was so funny because he was coming down the line of all of the cosplay tables. And we both kind of looked at each other. We're like, you? Yes. Come here. Like, yeah. we got to take a picture together. And I missed that. I missed Ooh. having people, like, know your fandoms and be excited. Who won that, by the way? Who did you guys choose to be the 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 winner of that event? I didn't actually catch Taskmaster. That. Oh, for real? Yeah, he won. Yes! He, um, I, I'm, fi- I'm was... trying to find his picture right now. Absolutely. It. it was an entire foam build. And he was showing us all the pieces that, like, could be taken off of it. Like, the visor could be taken off so he could actually, like, talk to people and mm-hmm. all of that. And it was all handmade, hand-painted. And we we're like, yep, this guy, this guy. That, so talk to me about creating cosplay, right? So this was that Taskmaster. Yeah. I have, I have some body shots of him too. Um, but, you know, this is, I mean, the kid was super nice. He was <laughs> super into it, right? When, when, I, when, I, when I took the camera out, 
And I was like, listen, I want you to do this, this, and this, you know, I'm putting a show together for whatever. And when the, when the, when he put the costume together on himself, he changed from this person to the next to, to Taskmaster. And it was just so cool to watch. He was so talented, so mm-hmm. talented. Um, so talk to me about the creativity of making costumes and, and um, you know, what that, what it entails, because a lot of people don't know that. I mean, you guys don't just order them on, on a, a you know, what is that website? Uh, Wix.com or whatever it's called. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Wish, wish.com. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There are some, and I will say there are some that I, I will fully admit to ordering. Like my Black Widow suits, I, I was joking. I was like, Marvel suits are hard to build. And so some of those I do buy, and I am I am totally okay with that. And But I do love the element of building. Now, I am not a sewer. I can hand stitch, but I cannot run a sewing machine. I will fully admit that. Um, but one of my favorite things is going to a thrift store finding pieces that I need and modifying. So I also do Ray from Star Wars. And that particular one, I found like a tan shirt. Um, it was long sleeve. So I cut it into her tank top. Um, it was also a little big. So I was able to alter it to fit. And then like the pants I found, I made like drawstring bottoms on them to match and make it more screen accurate. So that was super, super cool to be able to make that myself. And then you even get into like prop making. Prop making is a whole nother ball game. I, I've done a few myself, but I, I applaud anybody who like 3D print stuff or anything like that because it is a beast and that is it was so fun. Like for Ray in particular, she of course has her like battle staff. Right. Um, I, my stepdad and I made that out of PVC piping and foam. And I found a belt at the thrift store once again. And that was the, uh, like the strap to do, to have it over uh, her shoulder. And I found like fabric creases to like wrap around. So it was just finding all the little elements that was so fun in it. Right. And and your Instagram, I mean, I, I went through the whole thing and yeah. looked at all the stuff that you've done. And um, I mean, so you, you told me backstage, um, but you have a certain cosplay that, I mean, I, I noticed that when I talked to cosplayers like Liz Wonder, um, you know, even uh, the girl that I just had on at the convention, you know, who yeah. started with body makeup and then, you know, kind of went into cosplay from it. But you guys all have oh, like one cosplay that means the most to you or connects with you the most. Um, so, you know, which one is that for you? For me, it would definitely be Black Widow. Um, I have never felt more powerful in my life than I have when being in those suits. Um, right. And I love the camaraderie of that community. The I'm just going to shout out the Black Widow cosplay community in general, because in that community, we love meeting up with each other. There's a wonderful group on Facebook that everybody can post and say like, hey, where did you find this? What is the best option like to get this oh, costume so or wig or anything like that? And it's always been so special to me because that cosplay has gotten me a lot of opportunities as well. I was able to walk the Black Widow red carpet 
at the New York premiere for the movie. And I, I don't think I've ever smiled so much in my life than I did that day. It was so special. I saw and, that. Yeah, it was absolutely it? incredible. And it was something I never thought I'd get to do because it's mostly, yep. And that's my friend who was Yelena that day. And, that's so cool. Yeah. I and, mean, I mean, I've been to premieres and stuff like that. Never got to walk <laughs> the red carpet like that. But I mean, that must have been a, a a moment that just. I mean, I have my. I have. I did Black Widow. Um, I did the premiere at Showcase. Like I did the show at the theater. And yeah, um, I mean, there are people cosplaying at the theater, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Black Widow is just one of those characters that people love, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what do you in in the MCU though? Like like actual, right? It'll switch to like. Yeah, the actual storyline. Are you sad that she's gone? I'm very sad. I figured. It's it's funny because, so going back to Endgame even, I had loved her before Endgame. I loved her story and all of that, but, and I still wasn't super cosplaying like Marvel characters yet. I was still kind of figuring out who I wanted to do and all of that. And I was going to do Wanda as my first one for a while. But then in Endgame, when she sacrificed herself and did that, I remember sitting in the theater and I was like, yup, that's who I'm doing. It was, I had so much respect for her and for that decision. And even though it was so hard to see her go, I was like, yup, this is it. She had to fight to sacrifice herself. Yeah. Not many people have to do that. Uh, she really did. She literally had to and, fight her best friend to kill herself and yeah. and save the world. But I've always I've always thought that they didn't utilize that character uh, Natasha to the best of their ability. Um, I thought that Black Widow, um, the movie, should have came out maybe Phase Two, yeah. um, mm-hmm. but that's not what happened. Um, yeah, you know, and it, it is what it is. But going forward, uh, I think Yelena is going to step up. And, and, absolutely yeah and i can't wait for that so would you see yourself doing a yelena maybe i love florence Pugh in that character i think she's absolutely hilarious and i will say that was one of the hardest parts of the black widow movie was at the very end knowing that they most likely never saw each other again mm-hmm. and i remember yeah. driving in the car on the way home with all of my friends from the premiere and i was like Guys, I think Yelena got blipped. And yeah. all of us just were very, very quiet for a second. And we're like, no, no, we're, we're not talking about that. We're not doing that. And then lo and behold, come Hawkeye, we find out that that's true. And right. oh, that I the will only- say that series broke my heart in so many ways for yeah. Black Widow. Because so. when she comes back. She's no longer she's gone. At, yeah, she's no longer gone, but she's the reason you're back. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> you hate her. You hate her for leaving you, but you love her for saving you. And it's like exactly. a really weird. It's, yeah, it's a really weird medium to be in. Because, um, mm-hmm. and 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 I actually like this question um, because they yeah. did never finish this arc. I think this yeah. could have been a really cool thing, though, um, because Black Widow and Bruce had this really cool connection in Age of Ultron, yeah. um, and I really wish that they flesh that out a little bit more but i think the russo brothers just had too much on their plate and couldn't Mm -hmm. um and they also 
they know that they didn't utilize Hulk very well. They know yeah, that. Um, they do. <laughs> if you had to pick like a character from the MCU now that, you know, you would cosplay, like say, you know, there's what's the next one that you want to do? And, and maybe something that, that, you know, really uh, connected with you or, or, mm-hmm. you know, means something to you. I would. Oh, geez. I'm still really wanting to do a Scarlet Witch. Uh, that is that's who um, one. I keep forgetting her name. God. Oh, Mandy. Yeah. Mandy. Yeah. That's who Mandy. I, I love that she included. Mm-hmm. Cause she, she wasn't Wanda from the, it was MC the what if proper. It was the Wanda. what if one. So I was like, yo, that's so dope. Cause she had the, yeah. so it was a different take, but exactly. I mean, you could, uh, use some inspiration from her, um, yeah. you know, with, with her I costume. Think, it was really well done. Yeah. I think if I were to do one, I've been going back and forth about either doing like the civil war, uh, look or doing like her WandaVision, like final, final form. I think those costumes were really great and I loved how they looked. And I feel like they would be super comfortable to wear because that's a big thing for me, too, is like when you're out on the con floor is making sure you feel comfortable and you're not going to overheat and all of that. So I'm I feel like that would fit into those categories of like they would work. How did you do this? I personally did not. A friend of mine uh, did that for me. So that is a photo of me out in the Tower of London uh, when I studied abroad. And I'm a big history nerd. And so that was the spot Hi-oh. where, yeah. So that was the spot where Anne Boleyn had been executed. So I had a friend take a picture of me, like looking out there. I don't know why I did that. But the other photo is one in that original ball gown that I got for Renaissance Fairs as like my take on Anne Boleyn. And a friend of mine photoshopped them together for the death anniversary. Wait, is this so. one out? is that this one? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is really this is a beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like the costume is so elegant. I know it's one of my favorite ones. It's always super super special, and it's one that I'll never get rid of because I'm like even though I don't no. tend to wear it as much because at at fairs it gets so hot and i have worn that at fairs and just like absolutely overheated and shit yeah there's a male in there Mm -hmm. we had some gender bright windows it was super cool and so cool yeah that was at a katsu con so that was when black widow was originally supposed to come out in 2020 Mm -hmm. so at katsu con they usually have a big marvel shoot and we did that particular year they were showcasing all of the widows because last year the year before they had done it for captain marvel mm-hmm. so this year they're like all right widows everybody in right and so that was like the big group shot of all the widows then they had us all like in the front row for the photos like the big group ones it was really fun and it was right after end game as well so all of us were talking about that and um just having everybody there and i'm pretty sure we had just about like everybody on the team there so that was really cool and that's one of the uh the cool things about cosplay is the community that you build around you Mm -hmm. right so that's what we do here just in a different way right you do you do your stuff in a different way 
you know, there's a lot of photography involved and, you know, you build oh, yeah. your community that way. Um, and then you meet other cosplayers and of course, you know, make friends, right? Cause you all do the yeah, same thing. Um, absolutely. And, and has that been your experience? Like, you know, with, yeah. the, with the community? Absolutely. I've loved being able to meet people who have similar fandoms, especially the ones that aren't as popular. Like one of my favorite cosplays to do is I do, um, bandit snow white from once upon a time it was a show that had a really good run but much like game of thrones in the way of the last season started to like tick 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 but it's so fun to meet people who also loved that show because i will say that is a big comfort show for me i love going back and re-watching it and I, that's me and supernatural yes yeah so that one's always super fun when somebody recognizes that cosplay and gets excited about it. That makes me excited. And going back to actually what we were saying about the props earlier. So I made like the big once upon a time book. I made it out of like foam and plywood or not plywood, but like, um, like little wooden boards and painted it myself. And so everybody always gets super excited when they see the book and that one, I will say that's probably one of the props I'm most proud of because I made it multifunctional. So when you open up the book, the foam is hollowed out so I can put my phone and my oh. wallet and like all of it in there so I can just carry it around and it works. And I love See, it. That's the creativity. Mm -hmm. people, people are so like genius when it comes to <laughs> like ingenuity at like when you really, really need to get something done. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. I hate to make this comparison, but like people in jail, right? How do they get all this stuff, right? It's it's because they have nothing that, that's always on their mind and they're always trying to figure out some way to do something, right? The same mm -hmm. thing with someone who's dedicated to cosplaying, right? They're like, how yeah. do I incorporate? How do I get away with this? Like I need to incorporate my real life into it, but how do yeah. I put on that show, right? Mm -hmm. So do you have any other examples of like that kind of stuff? I love I hearing about that because yeah how the how your guys is because you're talking about going to thrift stores and like you have mm -hmm. to assemble these costumes it doesn't maybe all it's not always like you said ordering it online yeah i guess it's just figuring out mostly like what can i make and what needs to be ordered or what can i modify right like one of my favorite cosplays that i've done so i will fully admit uh can't really hide it anymore because it's all over my instagram i was a twilight girl growing up i that was my middle school years Ooh. and so yes <laughs> and I, so i do for, uh bella what was yeah, that for anyone who shits on twilight by the way you're kidding yourself <laughs> Because I, I enjoyed Twilight. My my yes. girlfriend at the time made, you know, forced me into watching it. I could, you know, whatever, whatever. And uh, I was actually like, I was really involved. I loved it. Like the, the whole, the Voltaire, you know, I, it wasn't necessarily something that's memorable for me. Like, I don't remember yeah. all their names and whatever's, but yeah. the story itself is very, very well done um, in the books. And then I guess suppose in the movies as well. But uh, wow, did Twilight take over at that it time? It did. And Ooh. that was the funniest thing about 2020 as well. Like we all joke on social media that there was like this big Twilight renaissance. Like 
Midnight Sun came out. Like everybody started watching the movies again in quarantine. There were so many cosplayers that happened. And that was so much fun. But for that cosplay in particular, like I knew I wasn't going to get like screen accurate stuff because the movie is like super, super old and, or not super old, but like it came out a long time ago. So to get the same stuff that they would have used in that movie, it's going to cost me an arm and a leg. So one of my favorite places to go to thrift, not necessarily is like a quote unquote like thrift store, but it's a Play-Doh's closet where people would bring in their clothes to be sold. And it's usually like high-end brands at really cheap prices. And so she wears in the baseball scene, she wears like a green uh, like army jacket type thing with like a fuzzy hood. So I had um, some leftover like fluffy material that I sewed into the hood of a jacket I found um yes that one uh the scarf came secondhand from the website Poshmark I found one as close as I could get this is really Uh, good (laughs) I know right same with the gloves uh those came from Poshmark as well and then the hat I picked up a just a plain white hat from a craft store and got blue puffy paint and just went to town this I mean it looks spot on though um, yeah. I'm not spot on, but you know what I mean? It looks very, very yeah. well done. I'm very I'm proud like, of that one. Yeah. So like, you know, the art of taking pictures as well, like, you know what? Cause like, obviously you see some, there's gotta be some editing in these, right? Yeah. The things that weren't there when you took the picture that maybe mm-hmm. ended up in the picture after, um, how do you use photography and editing to your, um, how do you add that in? Because it's something I've been noticing, uh, with cosplayers is, you know, the, you can, you can do a lot more with, you know, Photoshop and you don't necessarily have to buy everything. Um, you can add some stuff into it, um, you know, for, for the Instagrams and stuff like that. Yeah. I will say I am by no means a Photoshop person. Like I can do like tiny little like pimple touch-ups, but I have amazing friends who are photographers. Um, one of my really good friends, his handle on Instagram is Alex Takes Pictures Two, and he is absolutely wonderful when it comes to Photoshop and editing. And I remember when I did my first Ray shoot with him, he was taking like the first ever pictures of my Ray, and I had like the tiny little toy saber that I had bought, like just because it was like a long running like family joke, and I had it, and I was like can we do anything with this? Like, just right. like, I'll hold it. And he was like, don't worry, I'll fix it. And I'm like, Oh, okay, whatever. And he was the one who edited in like the, um, like the blade and it made it look so cool. Or right. even with, um, so I do Carrie from Stephen King. I'm also like a bit like a horror the nerd. Horror as well. buff, yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily like a buff, but like, I love learning about it and okay. all of that. Well, what, so do you, I do, whoa, what do you mean learning about it though? Like, I love learning about, like, the behind the scenes, like, how the practical effects work, because, so that helped me kind of with horror movies, because when I was younger, I, I could not watch them. They freaked me out, even though in my brain, I was like, it's just a movie, it's not real, like, it's okay. I, I still couldn't process it. It still would freak me out to no end. And 
so the way that I kind of made it through that was learning about the behind the scenes stuff, like yeah. how, how they made like this injury, how like the prosthetics worked, how they made this explosion or something like that, that for some reason, like flipped the switch in my brain so I could actually enjoy them. Yeah. I don't know why that worked, but it did. And so I love learning about the behind the scenes stuff of the movies and how they made certain things happen. That way, I guess it makes it a little more like, of course, it's still scary. Like there's still that atmosphere, but it's a little more bearable, I guess, to watch. Like I watched The Conjuring for the first time last Halloween just to kind of set the mood and I was doing okay. But then, of course, I chose to watch it on, like, a really scary, like, rainy day. And I kid you not. In, like, in and, the Halloween time, it's raining. I know. It's creepy. Literally, they did the, and the wind, like, whipped into oh. my window and, like, banged. And I was like, I didn't need that. Like, yeah. why? Why now? Yeah. So, like, I will still definitely, like, get the heebie-jeebies, like, from a, a good scary movie, but it's still fun to learn about them too. Yes, I am a 29-year-old male, and I still get freaked out walking around my own house. Right? Yeah. Uh huh. There, I've I've been sleeping on the couch in the next room over. Right, staying at the you know staying down here because I had you know whatever I had to yeah. do a show, so I'd be sleeping in the kind of the green room area and. <laughs> Like, I think stuff's behind me. Like, I, I I still get a little freaked out every once in a while. It's okay. But you're oh, yeah, right. absolutely. You're... Like, does anybody like to have to go up the stairs from their basement when the no. lights are off? No. Not a single person that not. I've ever met enjoys that experience. Yeah. But like, once you, you can. still run. Yes. Once you can figure out, like, once you can talk yourself into, like, whatever it is. Like, you're right. Uh, with scary movies or horror films. When I was younger, I very much was detached from them. Like, I didn't want to watch them. I was more, you know, this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But but the art of horror films yeah, is so, the makeup, the body art, right? The, the costuming, the shots, the cinematography, how you can make someone feel like they are, like they've never felt before. Fear mm-hmm. they've never, ever experienced. Because day to day, Right. We don't typically get scared like for our life. Yeah. But when when a movie, even a even a film that, you know, maybe like a romance film that makes yeah. you cry or uh, when you see all three Spider-Men on screen at once, you tear up and enjoy yep. when a film can speak to you, make you feel things. That's true art. And somewhere mm-hmm. along the line, we forgot about that. Right. Yeah. This film is art. Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's the director's vision. It's the actor's vision. It's the art of creating this show. And, and you know, I think we're all a little bit too obsessed with like Rotten Tomatoes scores and yeah. critic, critics and all that. Uh, in the 80s, they didn't care what Joe Schmo from no. the, the Lowell Sun thought. Right. They, they, were, they went and saw the movie and decided for themselves. Mm-hmm. That's and that's why I think one of my favorite directors right now is Mike Flanagan. Uh, he's done like Dr. Sleep. He's done The Haunting of Hill House, which is one of my favorite series. So uh, good. Haunting of Fly Manor. And the first one was he, better, though. 
the haunting. Yes, I, yeah. I will say Hill House has a special place in my heart, but I also did very much love Midnight Mass. That was so good. And I love how he can take a situation that is really, really like eerie and creepy and scary, but also make you feel so many emotions about it. Like Hill House is the, right. in one of my opinions, like one of the most perfect depictions of like grieving and yeah. grief in general in like television and film. And I absolutely love that show for that reason. Yeah. And I love that I could go from having an absolute jump scare. Like the one I can think about the most is when um, Shirley and Theo are driving in the car and Nell just like jumps out of the back. Like that jump scare. Oh my God. Like that, like I screamed. I was not ready for it. Full on screamed. But to then have like Theo's big moment, like after they get out of the car and like all of that and just have you feel all sorts of ways like that's what I it's supposed love to be able to do that yeah I, that's the exact emotion that i'm talking about is that mm -hmm. when something can speak to you and uh i don't know if you know this you well I, are you aware of the snyder fandom like the dc a little bit yeah okay so i noticed that you don't do a lot of dc i want to no. touch on that first yeah there's um, you're, there's an untapped whole genre I know. there for you why haven't I you really, i really yet? want to do wonder woman that is uh she is really special to me in a lot of different ways so i do really want to do that eventually but that's one of those ones that i want to save up for like the good good suit right. like i want to be able to do it as well as i possibly can have you ever talked and, to this I have not actually. I've not had the pleasure to meet her yet. Uh, I like know of her, and I feel like we've been at the same conventions, but I've never actually gotten to like interact with her. Yeah, maybe I could put you guys in touch because she yeah, can absolutely. Some tips. Uh, she's yeah. amazing. She's an amazing person, right? Mm -hmm. like she, she, she. My mother last year, right? So mm -hmm. my mother, uh, well, twenty twenty four three two one is when my mom passed away. I was. Oh, I'm so yeah. sorry. It's. I mean. Thank you. Um, I was actually on a show that day when uh, I got the call. I was talking to, um, like, you can go back and watch it. It's pretty rough, actually. Uh, oh. I, was with, I was talking to the uh, top or the chief film critic from Variety, Owen Gladwell. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was, like, a really big day for me. And um, yeah. then I, you know, I had to shut it down. But after that, she had messaged me because I put out this little uh, GoFundMe for some of the funeral things, and she dropped like five hundred dollars. I barely That's knew the wonderful. person. I, I barely knew her, and she dropped five hundred into it. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, and like I, I, I almost teared up to her. You know, like the, That's yeah. what these communities allow for is that connection, and right, like we talk about the feelings that you get when you watch films, but. Also, that feeling that you get when you talk to someone that gets you or, or understands. Exactly. Right. That's uh, that's what I love about fandom. And there's this big divide in the DC fandom. And uh, mm -hmm. it's causing a lot of animosity from the studio towards the, the audience, right? Um, because of yeah. the because the the fans consider themselves the reason the Snyder Cut got made, mm -hmm. they now are demanding more. Right, they they think yeah. they, they think they have sway when they don't, yeah. and the, you know it's it's causing no, it's a lot studio. of 
exactly. It's, it's causing a lot of divide. And, um, you know, I, I just look at the, uh, from the outside and uh, I'm like, you guys are doing this all wrong, right? Like you, you guys literally are not a fandom. You're, you're, you're attacking each other on a, yeah. on a consistent basis. Um, that's not a fandom in my mind. A fandom is a group of yeah. people that love the same thing. Right, Absolutely. So. And I think one of the best examples of that, and I think about it all the time because it's one of my most special cosplay moments. The very first time I ever wore Black Widow was at Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con in 2019. And there was a Ladies of Marvel shoot later that day. And when I got there, there was, oh gosh, was there, there was five of us. There was five Black Widows and we were all in different suits. And we just kind of like clung to each other. We were like, oh my gosh, you all look amazing. And basically like it was yeah. full on like Spider-Man meme, like yeah. you, yeah, you, you, and <laughs> it was so funny because afterwards, after like the shoot was done, we all stood there talking and I kept looking at my watch because I was curious how long we'd actually been there. We stood there talking for another 40 minutes to an hour. Oh, um, just and that was just us talking and I will say it it ended up being that long because we would be mid-conversation and somebody would come up and be like can we take a picture of all the widows and we're like okay cool that's um, that's yeah. one of the parts of like the convention going that actually drives me nuts um because we were I had well it's 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 only I guess from my perspective of that day yes right because I was trying to get things done in a timely manner, but uh-huh. the guy, the guy I was with who was helping me with the equipment, he kept getting pulled aside to do pictures. And I'm like, yeah. no, we have a schedule. Like we got to go, we got to go, yep. we got to go. And, uh, he was master Yoshi Roshi or something like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. He, he, and, uh, you know, people were upset. Like I, I couldn't, am- every single person that we walked by, like looked or was like, Hey, can I get a picture? And, uh, yeah. I was on a tight schedule trying to get you, Mandy, mm-hmm. uh, Keith Williams, and like, ah, it was driving me nuts. But but that's the but, I guess like in turn, if I wasn't trying to get things done, yeah, uh, that's the really cool part of conventions. And um, you know, do and you have I any? Will... Do you have oh, any? That, sorry, are ahead. you doing Fan Expo? I am not, unfortunately. Um, no one's doing that one. I know it's it's mostly just because it's really far for me. Uh, so it would entail like a full on weekend and that's what I did for Springfield. Yeah. Um, I do. So I own my own business as well as cosplay and all of that. Um, I do funny enough, I do character appearances and stuff. Um, but that I, I'm not able to take like a full weekend off for that, unfortunately, but it's definitely, it's definitely something on my list for next year. And going back to what you were saying, I I completely agree. When it comes to being a cosplayer, you kind of have to figure out like, okay, if I, I wear even a eat. certain costume, yeah, <laughs> there there have been times. There have been times. I there didn't are, get to eat that day. I was so pissed. I did not. I did yeah, not either. I was I had so mad. In the car when I and got back. Did you? Did, I mean, so no. I don't know if you guys. I mean, no one else knows, but so they. The the comic, I mean the the Comic Con, whoever put it on, uh, mm-hmm. uh, incredible conventions or whatever, um, they didn't realize how many people were actually going to show up that day. No, so from what it was I crazy. I have a video of a girl who passed out in line. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. From, from what I understand, like from reading like statements and all of that, cause I, I wasn't privy to a lot of that information myself, but when they first, like, cause a lot of tickets were on sale in 2020 uh, when the con was originally supposed to be. And basically even when with those and with the rescheduled date, they had only received like a like hundreds of pre-purchases. Right. And then of course, thousands ended up showing up. So there was, yeah. So there was no way they could even like prep for that, especially being a first year convention. Like you expect only, you expect under a thousand people and then like 2000 show up and are waiting outside. Like, and it was hot. It was very hot. hot. Yeah. They were standing right in the sun, right on yeah. the edge of the Mass Mutual Center, yep. which is and like I, in this open yeah. field right in front of it. The sun's blaring on the cement. Yeah. Oof. And I will say they did the right thing by working with the Mass Mutual Center to get those like cooling rooms. So people could at least like, even if they couldn't go in the convention room yet, they still had a place out of the sun yeah. to right. cool down and relax, which I think is really good on them. Because there are some conventions that would have not even cared and just left everybody out there, um, either like in the hot or the cold. It has happened. Um, it has definitely happened. And so I think they did good on doing with, like working with what they could, which is great. No, I I, I really did. I had a great time and I, I, you know, I'll definitely keep doing the con. And I, I think... I mean, I, I, the one thing that I did have an issue with is, um, so when I got there, they, they, you know, they knew that I was a podcast, right? Like that I was Mm -hmm. doing a show. I needed a lot of electricity, right? Yeah. And they didn't tell me that I needed to buy the power. Yeah. They didn't, I didn't know that, 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 that was a separate charge. Right. So they had these panels on the ground and you Mm -hmm. had to, you had to get the mass mutual center you know, team to basically to turn it out, on. Yeah. To bring out this bl- box that you could plug into it. And then you plug in um, a bunch of, you know, it has a bunch of adapters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that, that charge was more expensive than the charge to get in, like to, to get oh, the table. God. So they, yeah. yeah. So they came up to, well, I, I, I walked up to them and I was like, Hey, I need power. Like I can't find any ways to plug in power. And uh, you know, she, <laughs> She was like, okay, you have to give me like a hundred dollars. And I was like, oh no. Uh yeah. no one told me about that. And they ended up we ended up working it out and I, I didn't pay anything for it. But um still the there was a little miscommunication in it. So um, you know, next year the I think the, the con's gonna be even better. I, oh, I know absolutely personally, I'm bringing Ray Porter and Mark Pellegrino. You know, cool. Ray Porter was uh, Dark Side from Justice League, and Mark Pellegrino is obviously Supernatural's Lucifer. J- you know, Jacob from Lost. He was in Thirteen mm-hmm. Reasons Why, and uh, I brought, I got them in touch with the convention for next year. Oh, well, because we were going to try them. Yeah, so next year I already know there will be you know two bigger names uh, there, and uh, that's going to be really cool. And, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, the, the convention will only get better as we go along. Absolutely. And that's the thing with like a first year con, like you don't know what you're going to expect and that's totally okay. You got to go in knowing that and knowing that there will be improvements in the coming year. Nothing's going to be perfect on the first go around. No. And, and, um, 
I mean, what would you say for the future? What for the future? You know, if conventions could improve on something, like all conventions, do you have an idea? You know, what what would what, what what? God, I can't speak. What would your suggestion be? Hmm. I guess I, I have mine. Yes, I will say like more safety measures in place for cosplayers. Um, I luckily have not had to deal with this yet, but I do know of a lot of people who have like people being creepy, people being weird, people who have like, I know of people who have been full on groped in cosplay and security has done nothing. That's what I was going to bring up, by the way, this is, this is why I bring this up. This is why I spun it this way because Mm -hmm. I, that's what I wanted to address. I watched yeah. a girl who was, I talked to her previously. She came up to our table. She, you know, talked about, you know, how she wanted to podcast. You know, she was 17. She was in a sailor, mm-hmm. sailor outfit. I have a picture oh, of I you think and I saw her. her. Yeah. Yeah. I have a picture of you and her. She was, you were judging her. And I took oh, the picture. Yeah. She had the sailor outfit on. She was 17 years old. And I saw a guy grab her ass. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like he took a picture with her and put his hand on her butt. And I was like, that. And, and that's the thing. Like I, if there could be anything, I would immediately say like more, not necessarily like security for cosplayers, but more that can be done. Like more that, like if somebody were to report something of that nature, there could be more steps taken with instead of just like, oh, well, okay, we'll be on the lookout. Like, that's it. Like, no, like, this person is being a creep and it needs to be done. And that goes not just for males, but there are females who are, can be creepy to male cosplayers as well. And it goes both ways. Like, if you got to be safe. And this is said over and over online. And I feel like I need to say it again. Cosplay is not consent. Just because yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. And especially like as you said, you don't know if somebody's a minor. Like that's just even worse. And so that's that's the big thing. Like just just don't be weird. Don't be a creep. And if somebody respectful of other people, yeah. Yeah. If if you can and that's the hard thing too. Like there are some people in this world. Who can tell that they're making someone uncomfortable and don't change and they lean into it yeah and that's what i as i said i've been lucky enough to not have to full-on experience that but the unfortunate thing is i know i'm probably going to and at one point nobody yeah, should, that's... yeah and nobody should have to feel like that and i said it before and i'll say it again cosplay is not consent and i there's a wonderful uh, person I follow on TikTok who made this point. Just because something is like a yes today doesn't mean it'll be a yes tomorrow. So in the sense of like, oh yeah, like, yes, you can give me a hug today. That's okay. But then tomorrow, like you're in a different costume. Maybe you're in body paint. And that same person comes up to you and immediately goes to give you a hug. Like, no, it's, it's a different scenario. You don't want to be touched that day. You don't want anything to mess up. You don't want to ruin their costume. So that day in particular, it's going to be a no. 
So, uh, and I think sorry. people do have a hard time with that. It's okay. What the hell is on my back? Why, why, is, <laughs> why is that there? Oh, God. There we go. I was like, what is that? Um, no, I, I completely agree. That's And that's what I wanted to bring up is uh, uh, cosplayer safety um, uh, and, and safety of like table uh, vendors, I, I guess is the word, mm-hmm. right? Vendors? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's the part that, that, that I think could be uh, improved at not just, you know, Springfield. I don't think there was a problem there. But no. I've I've seen it at other conventions that I've I've been a con goer at. Um, yeah, it, it can it can be really uncomfortable to watch. I can imagine experiencing it. You know, I have uh, a woman that I love, right? I have a sister. I have, you know, all these females in my life, and I've gone back and talked to them recently because mm-hmm. I was made aware that most women have experienced some sort of harassment, like mm-hmm. in, in the last week. Right. You can you can you can ask 100 guys. When was the last time you felt threatened? Most of them will say never. You Mm -hmm. you say ask 100 women. They say this morning when they parked their car and some guy walked, you know, was following them inside the building. Right. So and and I went back and talked to all the women in my life and every single one of them has a story. And it's like we can't let that we can't let that fly. No. And that's that's the that's the big thing, too. Like and. It's also, it's a two, it's like a two way street as well. Like if somebody's feeling uncomfortable and they tell you that you need to respect that and keep like, keep on keeping on. And as I said earlier, there are some who don't, and that's, that is very unfortunate. And something does have to change about that. Um, And I do love the fact that I can't remember, I think it was like C2E2 or something out in Chicago that had these big banners that were saying like cosplay is not consent, like ask Whoa. before you take and like all of that. I was like, that's wonderful. Yeah. They and it's one of those things like if if somebody were to feel uncomfortable and like that person was confronted by security, like the person who was making the other yeah. feel uncomfortable, they could clearly point out to that sign, be like, Are you doing all of these things? No. All right. See you later. You're gone. Yeah. Um, have you, would, would you like, is there a convention that you haven't been to that you want to, I mean, everyone wants oh, to go to San Diego and yeah. that um, big one, but I something more realistic to... maybe. Yeah. Uh, something more realistic, I guess. Um, ooh. To be a vendor Any... at, like, cause to be a vendor at San Diego is one of the hardest things to do. Oh, oh yeah. It's so, like, so to be hard. A vendor at, um, I don't really know. I guess Maybe something smaller, like to Fan be. Fan Expo is a good. By the way, Fan Expo yeah. is a. It's a big con, like for Boston. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest convention, like right. It's Boston's Comic Con. That's Fan yeah. Expo Boston, and it's a big convention. However, you know it's it's not San Diego Comic Con. Like you know, the next Marvel movies don't get released. You know, or, or yeah, shown there, right? So, but it's a really fun time, and I think maybe I think you could do well there. Yeah, I feel like I would love to either go there or Kineticon. That's another place that I've heard wonderful things about. And I would love to go for like a big con just to attend, like not necessarily like have a table or anything like that. I would love to go to one of the ones down in Florida or go to D23. Cause yeah, I mean, oh weird. my God. Yeah, clearly, right? She, yeah. she refuses to do any DC cosplay. 
No, it's no. just I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> no, uh, just joking. But no, I don't. I, I think, know. <laughs> I think uh, there's also a few conventions that I just heard about, uh, like Terrificon, um, mm-hmm. out of Foxborough, like at the Mohegan Sun. Oh, cool! I hadn't. Yeah. I had heard the name, but I hadn't heard like where it was. They emailed me about going after Springfield, and I was like, "What is oh, it?" And they were like, "Oh, it's this week." I was like, "No." Oh, never mind. <laughs> no. I'm not going. Uh, so crazy. Yeah. But that one, I mean, th- I can imagine that that's pretty big. You know, Mohegan Sun's a huge place. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, th- I really say, though, the convention atmosphere really, really, really did get me very involved. Like, I want to do more and I'm looking for other ways to do it. So, if you ever have any, you know, conventions that are local or anything, you know, definitely let me know because I would love Absolutely. to, um, you know, do more collaborations with people. Like, uh, you know, at, at Springfield, I got to talk to Keith Williams and yeah. for, for Keith, like he's not huge in the comic book industry, but he's essential to it. He's been mm-hmm. essential to runs that I've, I've really loved. Uh, he, cause he, what he does is there's a penciler and then an inker, right? So yeah. the, the penciler starts it and then he comes in and does all the, the, the dark lines and shadowing, which is very, very crucial to art. Um, so when he was talking about it and I, I got to hear it, like I looked at him and I was just like, this is amazing. Like this situation yeah. I'm in right now is just amazing. I could do this all day, every day. And, uh, mm. and we made a little money doing it too. I yeah. couldn't, I did not complain about that part of it. Did you, now, do you do something like that? I was going to ask, like, do uh, you, I didn't notice. I couldn't tell on your, your table. Like when you go to conventions, is it more for you? to just be there or are you there as a business as well? So I'm mostly just there to be there. Um, That was actually Springfield Comic-Con was my first official like guest spot. And so that was super cool to experience that and feel good. But yeah, most of the time I'm just there to be there. Um, It was really fun to kind of like cross promote like my, uh, like my pages and all that. I'm also part of a D&D podcast. So I was able to make like a QR code so people could scan yeah. that and link with that. So that was super cool. I love being able to do that and uh, kind of getting a little more traction to that other thing that I do. So it was super special. Yeah, that, uh, by the way, I didn't even know, like someone, some lady, actually the mother of the sailor girl. Oh. She's, she's the one who said, hey, because I was trying to figure out a way because I didn't, I didn't have time to make business cards or anything like that. Plus I didn't know that people wanted those things. Right. Yeah. Cause it's a business card. It's outdated. Um, and I'm a mm-hmm. podcast. I don't have business cards. Uh, yeah. so I was like, how can I get these people to the channel? And this mm-hmm. woman was like QR code. And yeah. I was like, I was like, how can I make this work? And I was like, Oh, I have my iPad. So I put mm-hmm. the iPad on the front of the table with the QR code. And then they would walk by just take their, camera and, and be it immediate subscribe and we yeah. gained like we gained like 150 subscribers that day uh plus a, a couple new members it, it was just an overall great experience to 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 interact locally with fans that are close to me right instead mm-hmm. of people a lot of our like adam uh sam uh i know billy billy's closer but nick a lot of our people that watch are west coast and it's like we can never yeah. really you can't really connect with those people right but we mm-hmm. made a lot of uh new faces and new 
new listeners and watchers that are going to yeah. be local that we can do things for. So that's and yeah, yeah. And the QR codes are great because you can. So we also use uh, Linktree. So the Linktree yes. basically has like the the YouTube, the Apple Podcast link, the um, like the Spotify link. So I was able to put the QR code uh, linked to our link tree and then people could click from oh, there. That like, was such a better idea. And so that was like the coolest thing of having people be able to do that, get directly to the content and also pick out like what they, like what they were doing with it. Like, oh, well, I only listen on Spotify. So I'm going to click here. Oh, yeah. I'm going to watch on YouTube. Click here. So That's it was a, a good, convenient place to put everything, which was great. Ah, now, well, hey, I learned something today. <laughs> I did. Because that was the one That was the one thing. It's like I had to decide between Spotify or YouTube. Yeah. But I guess I didn't have to do that. But mm-hmm. I chose YouTube because we're, I already, we already get, um, you know, a thousand plus downloads on Spotify and all the podcast yeah. platforms, right, per mm-hmm. episode. So we're trying to work on the YouTube part of it now. Right. So yeah, I, I chose YouTube, but uh, the Linktree thing, ah, that's such a good idea. Such a good yeah, idea. Yeah. Linktree is great too, especially like if you guys have like a merch shop or anything as well, like you can send them straight there, which is awesome. Which is now integrated with our YouTube. So below yeah. this video, below this video, you can check out some of the merchandise that we offer. Plugged. Um, yeah. <laughs> to wrap up a little bit. Um, you know, is there a, a dream cosplay for you or a dream uh, dream character, you know, that, that uh, I guess I've already asked that kind of actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, gosh. No, no, no. Because you, so yeah. the, the dream character was, uh, shit, did I, did I, did I ask you I, that? I will say, I think, I don't know. I think it was like the next Marvel one I wanted to do, but yeah. I guess probably like one that's still on the top, top you of my list. horror. Yeah, I would love to. I did a Nell from the Hill House. That one's pretty special. But I guess, so I, ha- I have categories when it comes to, like, cosplays. Like, ones that are going to be, like, a big build and ones that are, like, slightly more attainable. So I guess one of my, like, more attainable ones oh. is Wonder Woman. Okay. That one's really special to I- me for a lot of reasons. Um and I guess my next, like, slightly much harder, less attainable one because it involves, like, prosthetics and all that, I'd love to do the bent neck lady from Oh, Hill House. my God. That would be I so wanna, intense. I want to figure out that prosthetic. I want to figure out, like, how to make it, how to wear it so, like, I'm comfortable all day. Because that's, a, once again, I say comfort's the biggest thing. And I don't want to, like, if the, if the, broken part has to be like right here i don't want to like have to have my head turned all day and then get a crick yeah Yeah. you should talk to some prosthetic people yeah absolutely and that's one of i guess that's like the biggest like dream cosplay that i would want to do is something enormous like that that has a lot of makeup that has a lot of like moving parts to it so i figured out by the way the question that i actually did want to ask Uh, i phrased it really wrong there but what does cosplaying mean to you and where is it going to go? Oh, geez. Like, do so, you want to build on this and, and make it a career? Do, I mean, you said you have a small business as well. Like, what yeah. is cosplaying for you and wh- where do you see it going? Because, I mean, you're very much in, I guess, your infancy of cosplaying. 
So, yeah. Um, right. I'm still, I'm still very, I'm still very small. Our, um, our, our channel's only been around for two years, right? Our show's only been yeah. around for two years. I still consider us an infant, mm-hmm. right? So it's, uh, it's definitely something that I'm still like, it is, it is and will always be like a hobby to me. It's something fun that I can turn to, to wind down. Like it's something I can turn to when I'm in a stressful situation. Um, like one of my major cosplay memories is when I was building that bandit snow white vest, uh, my mom was in surgery for breast cancer. That's, and, what, my mom, that's what my mom passed away for. Yeah. Oh. And she, and that's another reason why I want to do wonder woman so bad because through the entire process, I would tell her like, you are my wonder woman. And that's why I want to do that one so bad. That is very eerie. You know why? Hmm. The the conversation that I had with Liz Wonder, the reason that she donated that amount of money that I told you earlier Mm -hmm. was this inside joke that I had with my mother Uh when she was going through her treatment about her being Wonder Woman. Very eerie to hear someone else say that. All the fight, I will say, like all cancer fighters, they they are superheroes, and that's a very, like, it's a very special thing to anybody who has gone through that, or family members who have gone through that. Like, they are the superheroes of the real world. Yeah, and it's doctors knew that. Yeah, doctors first first aid, yeah. right? All um, all these people that that put their li- lives on the line to protect us. Like those are real, like, you know, what they say is, you know, all heroes don't wear capes, right? Yeah, Most absolutely. of them don't, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's, that's very, very nice to hear that someone yeah. else, I mean, my mom was a little bit different cause I'd call her wonder woman and she'd be like fucking nerd. Right. Like <laughs> that's, that's just who she was. And we had yeah. like an inside joke about it. I'd be like, all right, mm-hmm. wonder woman. And she, you know, she would tell me that what it was an inside thing between her and I and uh, yeah, you know, that, that's why, you know, it, it's, it's, that's, it was really weird to hear you say that, but, yeah. um, so your mother is, did she beat it? Oh, yep. She is totally fine. They caught it early enough. So she is totally fine. She is three or four years, uh, clean in remission now. So that's awesome. Um, that's but great. during her surgery, she told me, she's like, bring your project, bring your thing. So that I, even though when she was in the operating room, I could sit there and sew and I could keep my mind off of that because I had to make sure I wasn't stabbing myself with a needle. Um, I had to, I had to focus and make sure that, because at the time there was like a ton of different like patches and I had to make sure everything looked right. Right. And so she knew that I would focus on that and not worry about her. And so that's what cosplay really means to me is having that escape and having that fun thing that I can go do with my friends and like, in a way be part of the movies because I always loved going to movie theaters growing up and I I am an actor I do I've done like little mini things but I don't I don't think I'll ever be lucky enough to be part of like a big screen like thing maybe someday who knows I I wouldn't say that yeah I don't know what the world has in store for me but like I had I had on uh I had on Mark Pellegrino for uh Springfield I did a segment with him and uh, mm-hmm. afterwards, I was like, hey, man, can I come to the set of American Rust? And he was like, yeah, when do you want to come? And I was <laughs> like, 
uh, uh, I was like, I didn't think you were going to say yes. So I don't know. Um, but I also talked to a, a bunch of like directors and, you know, anytime I have one of them on, I'm like, can I come to uh, your set? And every one of them has said, uh, you know, unfortunately not now or whatever. And then Mark was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, so like, I, I'm going to try to like be an extra in it and, and, you know, just like be able to do those things. So I would never say never. Like yeah. when it comes to that kind of stuff, um, mm-hmm. you know, because you never know when a door is going to open. Absolutely. Right? And that's especially and, at a convention. Yeah. And so. those are like, those are the little things that I can take for right now. Like another memory from my first ever time in the Black Widow suit, uh, a really good friend of mine, she and I were going into New York Comic Con and we were about to miss our train. And so we hopped out of the Uber and ran. <laughs> so I was running down this sidewalk in full Black Widow costume, and we got on the train. I was like, "Why was that so cool?" Like, it felt like there was stakes here. It, it there did. was something at stake. You needed yes. to get on that train, and that was the. That's one of my favorite like cosplay memories is me just barreling down this sidewalk like dressed as a superhero. <laughs> I'm like, "This is crazy. This is why I do this for like do you have- moments like that." Um, do you have any advice for someone who maybe wants to cosplay, but is a little nervous about it or, you know, uh, cause some people really like, let's, uh, it's really hard to like I say, guess, there are people I who guess. don't like themselves. Mm-hmm. Like they don't like how they look. They don't like what, you know, whatever. And they have a hard time maybe displaying, you know, yeah. or, or being in costume. Um, mm-hmm. I know because I'm one of them. Yeah. And I will say this. Cosplay is for everyone, and we all start somewhere. Like, it doesn't matter what you look like or if you look like the character or if you don't. Like, if you feel a connection to that character, then do it. And we, as I said, we all start somewhere. You can go buy a costume from Party City, and that's still cosplay. You can make it yourself, and that's still cosplay. Like, we... It's not a competition. We are all at different levels and you're going to learn and grow. And if you want to do the full foam body armor build, more power to you. That's awesome. If you don't feel like you're ready for that, that's okay too. And that's my biggest thing is it's for everyone and everyone at all abilities. It's meant to be fun. Like the word play is literally in the name. Literally right there. It's right there. Like, it's definitely just something super fun. And it's meant to be fun. It's not meant to be stressful, even though we all kind of stress ourselves out getting ready. Con crunch is a thing, and it's very awful. Yeah. I I saw it in action with the, because I didn't do any, I literally wore a cape. That was it. Uh, I just, I had so much other stuff. Like, I had to bring seven bags worth of equipment with yeah. me. Yeah. I, I had no time to dress up. But the other two that I was with, they did. And I could see them getting ready and like getting mad at each other. I was like, oh my God. I was like, can you dra- yeah. drop me off? Like, I'll get ready. Con, get- con crunch is scary. It's super weird. Like, I was ner- I was like a little bit shaking about it because I was like, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to be on time. I'm not going to be on time. And uh, yeah, it was really stressful. Really stressful. <laughs> But thank you for, and I, I've always got, I literally get this one all the time. Uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man specifically. Um, so if I were to ever do a cosplay, it'd probably be that. Just because. Yeah. It'd be, it's, I, will, 
I will say for that, and I have to do this with Black Widow, if you ever do it, you got to stretch out before any con because the amount of times when I'm in the Black Widow suit and they ask you to do the pose, oh, and so God. you drop into it, and then you do it so many times. If you haven't stretched before, you will be sore for days. I've learned that the hard way. So Thanks. if you ever do it, you got to stretch. Things we don't think about, right? Getting yep, ready nope. for conventions by stretching and maybe meditating because you know yep. it's, it can be a stressful environment. Right? And also just in general, making sure that like nothing rips in the costume. Oh my god! The that oh. was the hard thing. Like the amount of times I have heard Black Widows say, "Like don't buy this suit." I dropped into the pose once and it ripped. Like the entire like thigh ripped out or like something like that. And I'm like, okay, noted. And for a woman, for a woman. I mean, I I know about, not the guys probably wouldn't complain about it, but and for women yeah. that that that's that's game over right there. You're yep. on, you're, you're out of there. Uh, yep. <laughs> that, God, I didn't even think about how terrible that would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yikes! But they, I mean, I ask someone brought it up earlier. I I ask everybody, um, and we're going, we're gonna take a hard right turn right here. No, yeah, I know it's coming. <laughs> Are we alone in the universe? Absolutely not. There is something out there. I fully believe that there is, there is. like stuff. Um, I believe in cryptids. Uh, actually, let me classify that. Certain cryptids I believe in. Uh, there are some that I'm like kind of iffy on, but I do. I do think there's something out there. Um, I I have no shame in saying that. I have think you ever that... seen anything in the sky that you couldn't recognize? That's usually where it starts for people. So that's where it started for me, right? Mm -hmm. Because I saw something through a telescope that I could not explain, right? By any means of natural, but I I also grew up next to an Air Force base, right? Oh, yeah. So a lot of people, that's their debunk right there. And maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, that's totally plausible. I was was very young and, you know, I couldn't explain it. But that's for me is where, yeah, I'm a UFO obsessed lately. So yeah, it's one of those... It's one of those things, like, I haven't had experience with that, but I have had paranormal experiences. Ooh, talk to me about it. Yeah, so it's one of those things, like, to me, in my brain, I'm like, you can't have one without the other. Like, if there's something otherworldly in that nature, there's got to be something up above. But so my college, where I went to school, had a ghost. Unfortunately, a woman had been um, killed on campus a long, long time ago, and she had been leaving a theater performance so (laughs) so she had been leaving a theater performance to go back to like the housing and unfortunately she uh was killed she didn't make it back but she still stays in a lot of the theaters and i was a theater major there was one seat in the front row that would always just be down it was like the weighted seats from movie theaters those don't those clap back right up. Mm-hmm. And, it and would just be down? There were many times where we would walk into that theater and it would just be down. And nothing it, wrong with the suspension on it. Nope. Once you put it back up, like if you put it back up and like went to do it, it like set it down to see if it was broken. Well, it, it would back pop. up. Oh my God. Yep. Uh, there were times awesome. where lights would turn on uh, in that theater. And the worst one was. Um, So that theater had like an orchestra pit and I was in charge of running like a little trap door. So I did like technical stuff as well, as well as acting. And 
there was a scene where um, like a big fight scene was happening above me and it was supposed to be like really eerie and creepy. And I was sitting down there and there was a chair next to me uh, that people would stand on to like stand in the trap door. It was actually a production of Holes. I don't know if you've ever read that book. Or seen oh, that movie. yeah, of course. I'm sorry. So um, I was in charge of the hole. Like I had to open up the trap door so they could like go down and dig in it and all of that. But so um, I'm sitting in this chair and of course it's pitch black in the orchestra pit. They're doing a fight scene up there. So people are yelling, it's kind of scary. And I look over to my, uh, to my right and there is old tiny skirts in that chair next to me. Uh, and I immediately yeah. shut my eyes. I'm like, never again. Uh-uh. Yeah. And I, I know like she, like uh, her name was Tilly. I know like Tilly wouldn't ever like hurt anybody. She never had. It was just, I didn't want her sitting there. And I remember asking our stage manager, I was like, can I have a light? And I told her why. And she's like, you're getting a light. You're getting a light down there. That's amazing. That's a great, well, and that's what a lot of people forget is like, uh, and and Nick, Nick actually brought it up. Um, You know, what if we do make, what if like we mistake ghosts for, interdimensional like yeah. or or maybe ghosts are real and and i mean so for tilly it would be she was a theater person so her mm-hmm. spirit is a, attached to the theater right yeah. and that's what's keeping her in the medium mm-hmm. right so yeah. uh that's there's been a lot of lore about that kind of stuff right uh i honestly think my mother's here yeah i i there's been multiple times where i have temperature like i have uh thermometers around the house for different reasons um and the temperature drops in my bathroom like seven degrees at one point when i was i was like washing my hands yeah no that's that's not normal yeah and i swear someone was behind me and when i looked i felt that comfort of being around my mom yeah and it took me a while to realize it but then marlena who marlena also on a different day came down and was like i think your mom's here and I was like, what do you mean? How How so? And she was like, I just got this really weird feeling that she was sitting with me. And I was mm-hmm. like, huh. And then I talked to her about my experience because I took a lot of my mom's things to my house. Yeah. So something I have here, I think, is keeping her here. And uh, honestly, I'm not afra- afraid to say it. We have yeah. tried to talk to her and let her know that we're okay and that she can go. Uh, so, yes, uh, maybe I'm agnostic to all these ideas, right? So I, 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 I keep it neutral until I know 100%. Right? Exactly. And, and, but I don't shoot anything down. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't make like if people believe in God, great. Like mm-hmm. I'm happy. Right. That if that yeah. gives you, if that brings you peace or whatever, and that's awesome. Like, yeah. and, that, and that's where I, uh, I think people like, I think people mislabel all of this stuff as like crackpot, you know, theories and, you know, where's the proof? Where's the proof? Yeah. I always like to say that. And it's like, you have to experience it. Yeah. Then, once you experience it, like, you're it, just like, yeah. okay. It's get, Think about all the, like, so let's, let's talk. I know I'm getting off track, tar- off target here, but, um, and you have to go, but think about all the military personnel who are super skeptics. Right. And then get into it 
by having an experience and then they dedicate the rest of their life to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Then we talk about people like Stephen Greer, um, who I think is a grifter, but may have some truth to what he's talking about. But then Lou Elizondo, you know, hardcore anti-terrorism, you know, guy gets put in charge of ATIP, uh, advanced arrow, um, uh, advanced arrow, whatever threat, something program. Yeah. Um, it was basically them monitoring craft that were interfering with our military part, you know, and he was a super skeptic. He was like, this is bullshit. And then he starts interviewing people and he's like, there's something to this. And yeah. he resigned from his job in the government to join a <laughs> private sector so that he could talk more openly about it. Oh, wow. He said, he was like, when I was in ATIP and I was, cause he was the leader of the program. Right. And he said, mm-hmm. in order to talk to anybody about what I was doing, we had to go into like a safe, a vault, shut the vault and really whisper to each other. Basically, that's how mm-hmm. that's how the government looks at this subject. So mm-hmm. if we don't normalize talking about it or at least having the open conversation, then what if one day they do drop on the White House lawn and we're forced yeah. we're forced into disclosure? Mm-hmm. Mass panic. So I don't know. Talking about it is really fun to me. And the idea, yeah. the idea of, of it is really like special. Cause if that's true, you know, what, what, else? El- what else is out there? And it, that yeah. brings me joy. So um, thank you so much for coming. I really, thank I, you for I, having me. This I had is, a good conversation. So yeah, this is one of the first times I've gotten to do like a podcast or something like this. So thank you so much. This is awesome. Yeah, it can be, it's, it's fun. I, I, I'm more of an in-person person. Oh uh, God, that yeah. didn't come out right. I'm more of a <laughs> I know what you mean. Bring them in the studio kind of person, but unfortunately, yeah. we don't live in a world that that's always possible these days. Yeah. Um. And but and you know we're God just getting back. Literally. Literally. With the pandemic, imagine if the pandemic happened in the '80s. There would have yep. been so many suicides just because, like, people would literally not know what to do with themselves. Like, it would have been mm. terrible. Um. There, are, I've seen like. Uh, people theorizing, like if it happened to a different generation, how would they handle it? And mm-hmm. it, 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 without it the internet, yeah, without the internet, it would not have been good yeah. um, because you would have been, you know, locked in your house for yeah. whatever. Real sad. We're just getting back to conventions. Um, I know. It's, it's, so, you know, where can people find you? Where can people follow you and, and all that? I have your inter, uh, Instagram here. So it's Regal yep. Rain Cosplay. Um, mm-hmm. you can follow that one and then are you on tiktok and all the other ones yep so i'm on tiktok it's regal rain underscore alley um it should be in the link tree that yeah. is in my instagram bio you can find everything there i had a youtube channel for a while but i don't really use it anymore but you can watch like old convention vlogs there um i have a twitter but once again don't use it too too often that Aww. is at regal rain cough i am getting better i promise Twitter but, will help you. Yes, Twitter. I know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get much better using Twitter, and I just. I don't feel like I'm funny, so I feel like I don't have anything to say on Twitter. I, listen, I don't think I've ever been funny, <laughs> and and uh, Twitter's generates. So, like, if I go to analytics, I'm an analytic guy. Twitter, mm-hmm. Twitter drives most of our YouTube clicks, right? Oh, so nice. It's a. It's a. Invalue. Uh, immeasurably great tool um it's just a very toxic environment at some times so you're just gonna mm-hmm. kind of wade through it right 
Absolutely. Take what you need and get out of there. But, uh, <laughs> Take what you need and run. Literally. Thank you so much for coming on. I had such a great time. Uh, you're always welcome uh, here at the Pop Culture Corner, uh, Allie. And, and um, I you know, hope to see you soon at some convention. And, uh, Absolutely. Please stay in touch, okay? Thank you so much. You have a great rest of your day. Thank you. And for All everyone right. else, you can still talk. I'm just going to yeah, do, do the banter. Make sure smash that like button. So, uh, share the show with your friends, family, your enemy, your grandmother, your sister, your brother, cousin, third removed. I don't care. Share with everybody. Subscribe if you haven't already and join our membership for exclusive access to interviews and other cool stuff. Uh, you can also check out our new TikTok. We are actually doing uh, different style videos uh, and it's really fun. All the descriptions for me and Ali are going to be in the description below. Uh, so feel free to uh, uh, browse and thank you, everyone, for showing up. I, uh, I always have such a good time. Uh, we'll see you a little bit later.